Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 it's Friday, so we mocking, and it, it at least should be Friday. Maybe I schedule this out for another day if there's some breaking news or something, but I plan to release this on a Friday, doing this a little bit earlier on. So right at the front, a disclaimer, if something crazy happens in the news, I'm recording this like a week early. So if something happens with Antonio Brown, or I don't know, I'm recording this like honestly 10 days early by the time I schedule this. Um, but if something crazy happens, right, like Debo Samuel got hurt, and that wasn't reflected maybe in some other people's mock drafts, it's because it's being recorded ahead of time. So just let you know that on the podcast. Podcast on the YouTube. How y'all doing? Hopefully you're having a great day. My name's Sal Betcher. If you're brand new here, find me because the fantasy football season is getting very close, like six weeks or so away, not even maybe. I don't know. You can do the math. But anyways, we're going to be doing some mock drafting today. I cover fantasy sports and golf and NBA and NFL, of course, the big head honcho of all the fantasy sports. Queen bee of sports is the NFL season. So I appreciate y'all being here so much. And also, if you can, if you can at some point through the video, if you don't want to do it right now, although you should, it's totally free. Hitting the like button helps this channel and the big old subscribe button that just popped up. Bottom right hand corner, there's a little subscribe button. It takes three seconds of your time. It is totally free. There is no inconvenience to you, but it allows this channel to grow. So if you like these videos, more people see them, they subscribe. It allows me to sustain the content that's coming out here. It allows me to maybe hire some people to edit some stuff out, all that stuff. So I appreciate you. It really does go a long way. So without further ado, why don't we just get on into it? I'm going to be drafting in a PPR 12 team format. It's going to be a just standard roster sizes, four bench spots for the, the purposes of this video. I'm going to be drafting from the three spot and just seeing how the draft folds out from there. I haven't done many spots from the three, the four, or the five yet this year. So we'll go from there and we'll see what starts to happen. And we're going to start it off right now. So sit back, relax, let your shoulders roll back, put your head back, crack it a little bit, take your slippers off, take your shoes off, prop them up. This time's for you right now. Let's get a little bit edumacated. Let's see how this mock draft goes. We'll see who they take at the 101. My bet is Christian McCaffrey. So McCaffrey and Saquon go back to back. That's what you should expect in pretty much everything. Maybe if you're at the 103, you'll get lucky and Saquon will fall. Um, So now I'm just going to go ahead. This is a pretty easy decision for me based on my rankings. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get Ezekiel Elliott here. Not much to say about it. Um, Dalvin Cook has some concerns. You can tell me you like Kamara a little bit more here. That's fine. But when Zeke has been as durable as he has been, when he continues with his receiving role to push for 350 touches a season, it's just very hard to not want to go to Zeke. Obviously, with the offense, it's going to be in the red zone a ton. Both of these running backs, Kamara is going to get there in the receiving yards, 81 per year. I think he's had 81 receptions in three straight seasons. So uh, he's going to get there with that. These guys are going to rival each other at the end of the year. I'll take Zeke's durability. I don't even think it's variance that he has to get hurt now since Kamara got hurt last year. No, no, I think Zeke's the style of his play. I think he'll be fine. I'll take Zeke at the 103. And there's not much more to say about that one. So the first I just let play out. Let's take a little bit of a gander at it. We know what happened the first three picks. Kamara goes at four, so that's pretty fine. Michael Thomas goes at five. I'm probably never drafting Michael Thomas at five. I mean, I get it. If you want the security, that's fine. But when it comes down to just my top 150, I'll give you a little bit of a secret inside of it. Michael Thomas is my number seven. So it's, it's not crazy, right? But my first six guys are running backs. And honestly, even if I'm at pick number seven and my top six running backs are off the board, I still might consider just going running back there. Like the, the drop off after you get out of these first few rounds is just huge. And you'll see it in a few seconds. So let me know in the comments down below. Where are you comfortable taking Michael Thomas? Are you comfortable taking him at 1.03? I start to be comfortable at 1.07, but even then, depending on the running backs left on the board, I might just go running back still. You see Dalvin Cook off the board with some holdout scares. I think it's fine where you get him at 1.6. Nick Chubb, Kenny and Drake. Drake gets taken a little bit higher here, but I know people are reaching on, not reaching, but people are taking Miles Sanders in the first round now. I'm seeing him go as like the six or seven pick off the board. Kenny and Drake is going to start to do that as well when you look at his upside and touches of being like 350 touches, honestly. Like Kenny and Drake can catch, can run the ball if the offense stays well. If he's going to be the workhorse, 
260, 270 times this year. He can catch 70 passes this year. He's going to be pushing a 350 touch season, and that's just elite. Now, that's not the median projection. That's obviously his ceiling. Joe Mixon, Julio goes off the board as wide receiver two. I don't think it's crazy, but Devontae Adams for me is the clear wide receiver two. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs. So you get 10 running backs in the first round. That is why, at least in this draft, I'm going to try and go back to back running backs because there's already 10 guys gone, um, right? By the end of the second round, half the running backs in my top 20, more than half are already gone, but half the running backs in like my top 24 are probably going to be gone. Let's see what happens here. Nothing stands out in a major way. Julio over Adams, Kenyon Drake and Nick Chubb being taken a little bit early, but I guess you can you can argue and, and negotiate for why they were taken where they are. The guys that are still left on the board though that I probably wouldn't have taken, or I would have taken over those types of guys. Miles Sanders is still there. He's a guy that I'm, I'm going to be high on. He's a guy that I'm going to be taking over them. Derrick Henry's on the board, but I'm fine honestly not taking Derrick Henry if people don't want to. Uh, but I like the picks of, of Kenyon Drake. I like the picks of Josh Jacobs at the 112. I'm going to be interested to see what this player does at the 2-1 because getting Josh Jacobs at the 112 is very good. I imagine they're going to get something even better now if they can go back to back running backs here we'll see what they do right now so the guy at the 112 goes and you can see here gets DeAndre Hopkins that's probably the worst thing he could have done in my opinion like Hopkins at the 13th overall pick is not bad I think Hopkins right now is like my 15th overall pick in my top 150 um but I just don't want to go there like I would have gone back to back running backs you could have started with Josh Jacobson like Eckler Josh Jacobson Miles Sanders Sanders falls all the way to the 2-7 here you can see Mahomes and Lamar both go off the board now I'm sitting here my top six receivers are gone I want running back my top 12 running backs are gone but my 13th overall my 14th and 15th overall running backs are on the board. If I can get two of those guys with my next two picks, the 210 and the 33, I'm going to feel really good. But at the 33 or at the 210, I should say right here, my second pick, my best available running backs on the board right now are in this order, 13 Todd Gurley, 14 Clyde Edwards-Lair, and 15 Leonard Fournette. Uh, I think I'm just going to go based off the board. I'm going to go Todd Gurley, a guy who I've been getting a lot of, Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley. Both of those guys have 300 plus upside seasons, and I think that's what they'll get to if they just stay healthy. Uh, my goal after this now would be, honestly, we'll see what's left at wide receiver, but since a lot of my top guys are already gone, I might just hold out on wide receiver again. We'll see what's on the board. Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Odell, Mike Evans, still on the board for me. DJ Moore, all those guys are still fine. Uh, but if we get down to my 3-3 and Leonard Fournette and or Clyde Edwards Hilaire is still on the board. I'm probably going to end up taking one of those guys. So let's see what happens now with these final couple of picks in the second round. Well, my league mates in this draft told me, no, 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 no. We hear you. We hear you recording over there for YouTube. We're not stupid. They go Clyde Edwards Hilaire, then they go Leonard Fournette, my next two best available running backs. And now it's it's not a tier break, but it kind of is. Um, my best available now at running back, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, David Montgomery. I'm just going to hope now at the fourth round that somebody like a James Conner or a David Montgomery gets back around to me because I don't want to be taking Melvin Gordon and Chris Carson over guys like Allen Robinson, Odell, right? These types of guys. I, I feel really good about Allen Robinson. I think that's the pick here for me at the 3-3. Chris Godwin went. He currently is a guy that I'm a little bit con- cautious of taking. I actually think I'm going to be putting Allen Robinson above Godwin in my overall rankings. But for right now, I'm going to go Allen Robinson here. I don't want any uh, tight ends yet. Travis Kelsey, first one off the board. The two top quarterbacks are off the board. I don't want any of them in a region draft style. So based on having an elite wide receiver one, who's my number eight right now, and I might even move him up more, Allen Robinson over guys like Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson. If you wanted to go Melvin Gordon here, if you wanted to go David Johnson, it's not terrible, but I'd rather just secure one of these wide receivers who I think is at least a lot better than what's left at the running back position. And the fact that I already have two, in my opinion, very uh, locked in workhorse running backs with not a lot of competition behind him. Yes, Zeke has Tony Pollard, but Zeke's not going anywhere with his contract and his ability in that offense unless he gets hurt. So Allen Robinson here at the 3-3, like the start of this draft so far. My goal would be for my fourth pick to be a running back, hopefully Montgomery or Connor or even Cam Akers or Hunt fall to me. If I can go back to back running backs with my fourth and fifth pick, that's where I start to feel good. Let's see what happens at the end of the third round and the fourth, and then we'll analyze it from there. All right. So the end of the third round, running backs are starting to fly off the board. You can see Le'Veon Bell, James Connor, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson. So five running backs go in like those final nine picks of the draft. So that's not great for me trying to get a, a decent running back at uh, the next like nine picks. The guys that I still like, 
Jonathan Taylor's on the board. Uh, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, I don't really like, but he's on the board. Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt. Those are types of guys that I would hope to get at the 410. Really don't want Singletary, but we'll see what falls to me. Lots of running backs. Four running backs just went in the last five picks. That hurts a little bit. But that leaves open the opportunity for a ton of great wide receivers. Odell, DJ Moore, Robert Woods. Three of my top 12 wide receivers in my rankings still on the board. So let's see what happens over these next, I think, nine picks until my pick comes around at the fourth overall. So we got lucky. We didn't get sniped. We're about to get a guy. But before we do, I'll break down what happened in the fourth round. So Jonathan Taylor, Devin Singletary go. And I'm like, okay, crap. The only thing I have left now is David Montgomery, Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt. I feel good about Montgomery in the fourth round. Akers and Hunt, it seems like a round too early. Fifth round would be where I ideally want to get them. Then a lot of my wide receivers I like, right? DJ Moore, we talked about Odell before my last pick. Calvin Ridley goes off the board. I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, there goes Amari. There goes Cooper Cup. Robert Woods still looks good at wide receiver for me, but we got David Montgomery to fall to us. That's where I'm going to go with this fourth round pick. Get three running backs in my first four. Three guys who David Montgomery was just in my breakout players video for the running back position. A guy who, if anything, like he's in line if he stays healthy this year for a 300 touch season. He saw 267 last year when his team regressed in a major way with rushing because of negative game script. Montgomery is a guy for 300 plus touches. Even if he sees four yards per touch, which that might not sound inefficient, but that's factoring in his receptions, right? That's a 1200 yard season. If he just stays healthy, I think he's going to have that opportunity to see a 300 touch season, not even factoring the fact that he sees 89% of the touches inside the five yard line and 65% inside the red zone last year. If you want more on that and all my other breakouts, you can check out that video after this one, but we're going to go Kareem Hunt here. I'll also mention that Mark Andrews, a third tight end goes off the board in the fourth round. So three tight ends so far through the first four rounds. Uh, we're going to go, I, th- I might've said Kareem Hunt. We're going to go David Montgomery here at the running back position. We now have three running backs in our first four picks. Ideally, with my next pick, I can get like a Cam Akers or a Kareem Hunt and just finish the door on running backs. But if, if Robert Woods drops me in the fifth round, I might have to just take him. So let's see what happens at the end of these uh, this fourth round. And then heading into the fifth round, I pick in another four picks. Let's see what we have on the board then. All right. So Robert Woods goes off the board. This actually makes my decision kind of easy now. DK Metcalf is somebody that I was looking at probably would have taken him maybe if I was in the end of the fifth round, but not where he currently sits here. And then T.Y. Hilton goes off the board. But I like a guy who's still on the board. I like a couple of guys. The fact that Mark Ingram, and I should also point out Raheem Mostart went before David Montgomery. Raheem Mostart's in my bus video. I can't believe somebody drafted him. I think like 24th overall running back. That's just, that's, I guess it's not crazy, but he's not somebody I want to be drafting. Mostart for me was, I think my 28th overall running back. But even then, like I'm not drafting him. I'm just skipping on the running back position at that point and going somewhere else. Mark Ingram goes off the board. That's fine. My best available running backs, Cam Akers and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's in my latest, at least my latest must draft running back video. So I like him, but Cam Akers is somebody that I like a ton, right? Cam Akers has the opportunity to be a workhorse guy right out of the gate. Cream Hunt doesn't. Cream Hunt will never have that opportunity unless Nick Chubb gets hurt. So these guys are very close for me. Let me know in the comments. Would you rather go Cam Akers and Cream Hunt at my 5-3 pick? I'm going to go Cam Akers here. The only reason I say Cam Akers, Cream Hunt seems like they both have upside, but more of like the safer floor type of a play. I already have Zeke and Gurley for my floor. Honestly, David Montgomery provides somewhat of a floor from touches as well. So we'll go Cam Akers. We'll try and get like an electric type of a player who Cream Hunt can be, but only if Nick Chubb ends up getting hurt. So Cam Akers here, we'll go in the fifth round. And this is my ideal start to a draft. Honestly, this is my favorite start to the draft. It's when you get four running backs in your first five picks, an elite wide receiver, which I got. And now you're done with running back in a 14 round draft, or this is a 12 round draft for the purpose of this video. I'm not going to draft the fifth running back. So at this point it's draft like another three or four receivers, draft my one quarterback and tight end and go from there. So that's where I'm at right now. Let's see what happens with the end of the fifth round, heading into the sixth round of this draft. And we're going to start to pile up on wide receivers. So my sixth and seventh and even eighth round, three wide receivers in a row is probably the plan here, depending on what's available. So the fifth round ends, nothing crazy. Another quarterback finally comes off the board, Kyler Murray in the fifth round. But I think this guy gets a steal at the five ten, he gets Kareem Hunt. And he needed a running back here. He went zero RB. And the fact that he can go zero RB and get Kareem Hunt is so good. So he starts his draft with Julio, Devontae Adams, Juju, and Amari. 
that's great wide receiver depth, honestly. Like, that's fantastic. Getting uh, Devontae Adams at the two three is amazing. But then he gets Kareem Hunt in the fifth round. There might not be a better zero running back target than not going running back in your first four picks than Kareem Hunt. And he was lucky enough to have Kareem Hunt drop. Because after Kareem Hunt, like if somebody would have taken Kareem Hunt before him, this is his options, right? Darius Geis, Matt Breida, James White, Tariq Cohen, DeAndre Swift, Ronald Jones, like it gets really bad. So he's lucky he gets Kareem Hunt there. Lots of wide receivers go off the board. A couple that I was hoping that can maybe fall to me in Terry McLaurin, DJ Sharks. They don't. Let's see what happens as the sixth round goes on. So I'm sitting here at the six one oh, you can see, and some wide receivers went off the board. Marquise Brown is gone. I, I would have been interested in him. Cortland Sutton and Devontae Parker. I'm not as like high on them, but again, they were high up in my rankings. My best available wide receivers. That's all I want right now. Like Matt Breida, James White, Tariq Cohen. I already have four running backs. Don't need it. I don't want a quarterback yet. Dak's still on the board, but or actually he just went off the board. So I don't want a quarterback at all. There's no tight ends that I really want to push for at this point, like Darren Waller and Evan Ingram. I'd rather just wait later on. I think guys like John o. Smith, Mike Gusecki, uh, even Ian Thomas, if you want to wait longer, Blake Jarwin. I think those guys have just as much upside, to be honest with you. My best available receivers, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Christian Kirk. I want to get two of those guys in my next five picks, right? Or my next total five picks, my next personal two, but there's five more picks until I pick again or four more picks. So AJ Green here feels pretty good. I know he's old. I know he's on a one-year deal. I know he's coming off of injuries. We haven't seen him since midway through 2018. So maybe you go Jarvis Landry for the security. You already have upside and security in Allen Robinson. I would like to get AJ Green and then Jarvis Landry. That would be my ideal strategy here. Now, real quickly, before we continue to draft this marvelous team, as you can see, I got up to Cam Akers in the fifth round right here. Before we continue to do so, please do check out the Supreme Draft Guide linked down below. I'll go to it right now. Here's one of the pages for it. You get a bunch of stuff. It's just $10 right now. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight, 66% off while you're watching this. Take advantage because that offer is not going to last. It has your rankings. It has your tiers. It has your stats, your player profiles, descriptions of all these players, statistical models from last year and this year. So please do check it out. It's something that I put a lot of work into. It's the Supreme Draft Guide over on my website. All information is linked down below how you can get it for $10. You put $10 in on the podcast. If you're listening, use the promo code SALNFL. That's one word, S-A-L-N-F-L. You deposit, you play in one game over there. You put 10 bucks in, you play in a game, you end up getting some extra tickets on Monkey Night Fight. So a little bonus there, but then you get the draft guide for just $10. So be sure to check that out. And also the $10, you don't even have to lose. If you, if you play it on Monkey Night Fight and you win, you can get your money back and more. So be sure to check it out. And thank you so much in advance. But I think for right now, I'll just go AJ Green, improved quarterback play, potentially improved offensive line with Jonah Williams coming back. So we'll go AJ Green here at the wide receiver position. I actually like him. And the fact that I'm getting him at the end of the sixth round, I think is fine. I think it takes out a lot of the risk at that point. So we have AJ Green and now Allen Robinson as our wide receivers. If this is anything like AJ Green two years ago, uh, we're are set for a very good team. So now the goal would be to have a Jarvis Landry fall to me, maybe even get a Julian Edelman at my next pick of wide receiver and be good to go. Let's see what happens. So none of the guys I was looking at go like Brandon Cooks just went. He was maybe I was looking at him. Michael Gallup wasn't on my radar right now. You get Rob Gronkowski going at the start of the seventh and also you get Deshaun Watson off the board. So I have my pick of the litter here. I'm going to go Jarvis Landry. It's it's probably not much of a decision. Like Julian Edelman is up there as well. Uh, Cam Newton being there props him up to being like a top 30 receiver or so. Uh, but Jarvis Landry is my best available receiver at 29. I like guys like Will Fuller. I like guys like Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones still on the board, but maybe even Marvin Jones will fall to me at my next pick. Jarvis Landry being there for me is a guy that I want to get to. I want to take advantage of that. He's the highest ranked wide receiver left for me and also the highest ranked wide receiver left for the sleeper draft board. So let's go there, Jarvis Landry. So we're through seven rounds. I feel good about my four running backs. I feel good about my three receivers. I would like to go in the eighth round, another receiver, honestly. And then in the ninth and tenth, we can start looking at tight ends and quarterbacks. So let's see what happens in the end of the seventh round. I think a lot of bad running backs are going to start to go off the board, and I'll be very happy that I got my four early in my first five picks. 
So the seventh round ends with Drew Brees going, and then some other players start to go. Debo Samuel, who was dropped to wide receiver 39 for me, and somebody that I don't want to draft, somebody that was featured in my bust video. Yes, he was. Um, I didn't want to draft him. He wasn't a bust for me before the injury, but I didn't want to draft him. Now after the injury, he's definitely a bust for me. The only running backs that go on this round, J.K. Dobbins at the end of the seventh round, I think provides some upside there, but even then it's it's still, it's not a wasted pick by any means, but it's still like you need some things to go right. So I like getting J.K. Dobbins in the eighth or ninth round. He's just not falling there as of late. And the seventh round starts to become a round where people just start taking a bunch of tight ends in this draft. Five tight ends go off the board. Uh, that's fine. Take your tight ends and leave a lot of good wide receivers left on the board uh, when it comes back around to my turn. My top nine tight ends are off the board. I will say that, but my number 10, 11, 12, like I feel great about these guys. I'm sure we'll be able to get one when the time comes. And if not, tight end is so deep. So I'm fine with that. Let's see what happens in the eighth round. I would really like a wide receiver to drop to us. Will Fuller, Julian Edelman, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, all still on the board. Deontay Johnson at the end of the eighth round. I love Deontay Johnson. Then I started not to like him because he started to go like beginning of the seventh round. But if I get him at the end of the eighth round, yeah, that's where he was going like two months ago. And that's good value. So out of all those like five, six wide receivers I just named, if we can get one of them at the eight, 10 pick, I'll feel good about that. So the eighth round starts with Tom Brady and Matt Ryan going. There's still a lot of quarterback depth. If you're interested in hearing like Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. Like I don't need to take a quarterback right now. And then just crappy running backs, Jordan Howard, Marlon Mack, maybe not totally crappy. Sony Michelle goes very early. James White goes actually after him. Some of the guys that I wanted at wide receiver go Julian Edelman, Deontay Johnson, but there's still some left. Will Fuller, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, still all on the board. Uh, right now, Matt Breed is the best available running back. He's very good and he's still on the board for me. He's my running back 30 and somehow he's still on the board. I'm not going to take him, but I just wanted to mention that if you were interested. Um, not a lot of tight ends have gone off the board. None in this round recently. Uh, there was a lot that went off the board in the seventh round, those five. I'm just going to go Will Fuller here. It's very close for me between Will Fuller and Christian Kirk, but Christian Kirk doesn't really have wide receiver one potential in terms of his offense with DeAndre Hopkins there. Will Fuller can be the one wide receiver one if he just stays healthy. So Will Fuller will be my fourth wide receiver drafted. And I'm starting to feel really good about this. Let's see what happens in a couple more picks. We might want to start to go maybe tight end, maybe quarterback, right? A lot of guys already have tight ends and quarterbacks. So we might actually be able to wait till the 10th round to get those. I feel really good about waiting on quarterback right now, but tight ends, there's not a lot, a lot that I feel great about. So I might take a Gusecki or John Smith here with my next pick. We'll see what happens with the board. So not a lot goes off the board to give me any type of scare or concern. Like people still are taking bad running backs because they didn't get them early. Tevin Coleman goes off the board. Like these aren't terrible running backs, right? Alexander Madison, but not guys I don't want to be relying on. Aaron Rodgers goes off the board. I had right now, I still have like five uh, quarterbacks ahead of him. So I'm happy people are taking uh, those guys below them. So I have a little bit more depth and can feel secure about potentially passing on one here. So we have our four receivers. We have our four running backs. I could go tight end. I could get Mike Gusecki here in the ninth round. I don't think that's a terrible pick. Um, I actually might do it because after that, I have John o. Smith, who I like, uh, but then it starts to get pretty thin. There's still Noah Font, TJ Hawkinson, Chris Herndon. So you know what? We might hold off on tight end. There's so many water. There's so many quarterbacks, I should say, left. Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, and Daniel Jones. Those are five guys in my top 15 still left. And a lot of guys have already drafted quarterbacks in this league. So I think I'll be able to get like a tight end and a quarterback with my 10th and 11th pick right here with my ninth pick. I like guys like Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones. I still want to go receiver. I have Christian Kirk as wide receiver 33. Marvin Jones is wide receiver 35. Honestly, I have a lot of Christian Kirk shares this year. So I'm just going to go Marvin Jones here. So we go Marvin Jones and maybe we can stack that up later with a Matthew Stafford. And now I have five receivers and four running backs. And now my 10th and 11th round pick are going to be a tight end and a quarterback. My 12th round pick will just be a hodgepodge of whichever is best available. Maybe a wide receiver, maybe even a running back if there's a couple of rookie guys left. All right. So I'm feeling pretty good about how the board looks. Let me scroll down for you right now and zoom in. So Matt Breida finally went off the board, but Hunter Henry is the only tight end to go in rounds eight and nine. That's great for me because I like Mike Gusecki and John o. Smith. Chance of one of them getting back to me, hopefully. But then we look at quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Carson Wentz go. That does hurt, but we're still looking at Daniel Jones. We're still looking at Cam Newton and we're still looking at the guy that I want in Matthew Stafford. If all three of those guys were to go, and I don't think that they are, there's still fine options with Jared Goff, with Jimmy G, lots of top 20 quarterback options for me. And at that point, I would just draft two quarterbacks to have 
two top 20 quarterbacks, right? So let's see what happens in the next nine picks. The goal for me would be have Matthew Stafford follow me at the 10, uh, 10, and then have a couple of picks later, get either one of John o. Smith or Mike Gusecki. Let's see what happens. Cross your fingers. So very sad, but Matt Stafford did go. Christian Kirk fell to the 10-3. Christian Kirk going in the 10th round of the drafts is criminal, in my opinion. Like if you took him in the seventh round, I wouldn't think you were crazy. I wouldn't love it, but like eighth round of drafts is fine for him. He went in the 10th round, so that's a steal. So we're sitting here, my best available. I'm definitely feel like I'm going to get one of Mike Gusecki and John Smith at the next round. So I'll wait on them. My best available quarterbacks, Cam Newton is my 11th overall. Yes, I haven't ranked that highly. I think he's going to rush for 400 plus yards and have a couple rushing scores, four or five. And I feel good about that. Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Jimmy G. So I'm going to go Cam Newton here. Fuck it. But then I'm going to definitely get another quarterback. So probably with my, there's only 12 rounds for the purpose of this draft. Your actual league should be somewhere between, in my opinion, 18 to 22 rounds. The more rounds, the better for you, the fantasy gamer who actually tries hard because you can just roster a bunch of more guys and wait for them to break out and add depth at tight end and quarterback. So if this was a longer draft, I would probably say Cam Newton here. And then maybe in like the 14th round, I would just go with Jimmy G, right? Somebody who I feel good about. And then later on in the draft, I'd probably go Teddy Bridgewater just to secure the quarterback position by getting volume, by getting uh, maybe even quantity and quality, but at least getting definitely uh, the quantity. So what I'm going to do right here is go ahead and take Cam Newton. Um, I'm fine with that. So we get Cam Newton there. And now let's see if we can get one of those two tight ends to fall back around to us. And we do. So Daniel Jones goes off the board. He was the other quarterback I was talking about. Noah Font goes off the board, but Mike Gusecki and John Smith are still left. This is an easy decision for me between, well, between the two of them, it's difficult, but just to take one of them is easy. Mike Gusecki's my tight end 10. John, who's my tight end 11. He's in my breakout video as well. We'll go Gusecki here. We have one round left. Let's see what happens. Again, if this was a deeper draft, I would be happy to try and take John Smith in a couple of rounds, uh, or even a guy like TJ Hawkinson, Chris Herndon, Blake Jarwin, Ian Thomas. At the quarterback position, I would be happy in a couple of rounds to land one of Jared Goff, Jimmy G, Baker, uh, even the guys like Sam Darnold later on and, and Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater feel good. In the 12th round, I'm not going to draft the quarterback for the purpose of this video. I I would probably, if it was only 12 rounds, get another quarterback to get security for Cam there. Uh, But the fact that this is just a mock, I'll just draft some other wide receiver or running back, whichever's left at that point. You can see round 11 ends with just a bunch of running backs and wide receivers. I think this Deshaun Jackson pick is pretty good. I think the Justin Jefferson pick is interesting and Jalen Rieger. Now that Alshon's going to be a little bit banged up. Ben Roethlisberger goes. So we're entering the 12th round and you still have Jared Goff, Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield. Even if you want to go further than that, Kirk Cousins, Philip Rivers, Drew Locke, Ryan Tannehill, right? Um, all these guys are still on the board. So feel good about where they currently are at. You can wait on quarterbacks. Obviously, at this point, you know that that's what I like to do. Let's see what happens as the 12th round finishes up. Well, we're in the 12th round and, and nobody yet has yet to do it. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. But before we do, Anthony Miller, Preston Williams, Michael uh, Pittman Jr. all make it to the 12th round. That's steals in all of them, in my opinion. Brandon Ayuk at the end of the 12th round is very good. Nothing else stands out. Anthony McFarlane, fine. Baker goes. But I'm just going to go ahead and take the guy that everybody's going to forget about that's currently drafting right now, although you shouldn't because he's in the media, but we're going to go ahead and get ourselves some Antonio Brown. So we finished the draft with Antonio Brown. Why do I go Antonio Brown there? Why do I end up snagging a, a six wide receiver in, in, in Antonio Brown? If Antonio Brown signs with any team, I don't care if it's Seattle and Tampa Bay in this competition. If he signs with any team, he's an instant top six, seven round pick, like at worst, right? If he signs with a team that doesn't have a ton of target competition, he is like a top four round pick. So getting Antonio Brown in the 12th round, I like it. I feel good about this draft. Let's zoom out and just see the entire draft real quickly. So this is my draft right here in this column. You can see it. It goes Zeke, Todd Gurley, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, and Cam Akers. That's my number one strategy. In my number one strategy video, that's the exact thing I want. Four running backs in the first five picks, an elite wide receiver sandwich in between them, and there you go. Then you just pile up on wide receivers. So even though I didn't draft more than one wide receiver in my first five rounds, I still end up with this wide receiver core. Allen Robinson, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, and then Antonio Brown. How do you not feel good about that? How do you not feel good about that? We could even get more after that, right? There's still other wide receivers left on the board that if this was a deeper round draft on the next pick, I might go back up tight end. I might go back up quarterback, but Jamison Crowder, I think was still on the board. Nikhil Harry was still on the board, right? Uh, Some other rookies and Denzel Mims was still on the board. 
So Alan Lazard, Hunter Renfro, like there's a lot of guys, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. So you can keep loading up at wide receiver and feel good about it, that you'll have a fine position every single week. I obviously love my running back position. I get Cam Newton. I would definitely get a backup for him if this was a deeper draft. I love Mike Gusecki in the 11th round. And then we finish it up with our man, Antonio Brown. So it's a 12 round draft. I feel fine leaving it with four running backs, six receivers, one tight end and one quarterback. Again, if anything happened during the season, I would hope there would be more rounds in your draft, but just pick up a a tight end or a quarterback off the waiver wire if something happened to yours. Appreciate you tuning into this one. Be sure to hit the like button, smash the big old subscribing that just popped up and also check out the Supreme Draft Guide. That's the rankings that I use for this one to get this beautiful team. If I do say so myself, it's linked down below for just $10 right now. Take a second of your time, process it, go get it for $10. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight, the sponsor of this video. There's a link in the description below. Also, if you deposit on Monkey Knife Fight using the promo code SALNFL, that is S-A-L-N-F-L, one word, all capital letters is fine. For the people on the podcast, if it's easier, SALNFL gets you the draft guide. If you deposit over there, a minimum of $10 and you play in one contest, it triggers an email to me and gets it. But all the information is down below on a landing page website. Just click that link and it'll take you right over there. So thanks so much for tuning in. My name's Sal. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Subscribe before you go and peace out game.